Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of This Week in History, when we look back at the great events that happened in this world of wrestling that we all enjoy. Uh, it's Thursday afternoon, and welcome to episode number six, when we look back at the week of January 22nd to January 28th. Now, whether you're joining us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you're getting your podcast from, or watching on video on Facebook or YouTube, we want to thank you and definitely send us a note and have your input on what memories these kind of strike up to you. Uh, so we need to be able to dive into the history, but we can't do it without the guy who pulls it all together from Niagara Falls. Here's Jonesy. Hey, hey. You know, I was just thinking of Board of Education TV. If you remember back in the 80s, the teacher would order a program that you wanted to watch, like, you know, the history of wrestling, let's say, and they'd go and order that, and then they'd have to look in the calendar, see when it's coming, time their class at 210. And if you missed it, oh, oh, it's, don't worry, it's back on at 3.15. We can catch it then. Yeah, you always love those days in the 80s when they got, they got rolled in and they screwed in the cable. Yeah, it was always like... Oh, yeah, that's when you could just, you could just let your brain relax and watch the program on Eskimos and how they made uh, icy treats in their igloos. Very good. Okay, so uh, as I said, it is uh, the week of January 22nd to the 28th, and we are really neck deep into some Royal Rumbles uh, this week. Just like last week, there's a lot of uh, those coming out, and I think after this week, we might have one or two in uh, leftovers, but other than that, we pretty much covered them all. And we see what February brings, uh, probably some Super Brawls from WCW, but this week is a lot of Royal Rumble, so let's get going. Okie dokie. So we're going to start at January, uh, pardon me, January 22nd, and it's going to be a Royal Rumble 94, which happened 27 years ago today. Uh, some of the matches, the Quebecer Jacques and Pierre defeated Bret Hart and Owen Hart to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. After the match, Owen kicked and injured Bret for not getting a tag. Stupid Bret. I remember that. All you had to do was make the tag. I just watched it the other day. Oh, did you? There you go. Yokozuna defeated The Undertaker in a casket match to retain the WWF Championship. Is this where uh, they um, torched um, the casket? Uh, no, this one was uh, the one where Yokozuna had all the guys come down, Adam Bomb, uh, Diesel, the Head Shrinkers, uh, Bam Bam. Oh, yeah. Uh, and everybody stuffed uh, Taker finally into the casket. Uh, they rolled it up uh, the aisleway, and it started smoking away. And next thing oh, you then see... Then the Macho Man came out. Yeah. But you see Undertaker <laughs> on the screen, and does this whole talk and then it flashes uh, uh, x-ray and floats out of the screen and then Paul Bearer's there finally by rings uh, by the casket and oh yes and praising <laughs> that Taker will be back and mm -hmm. they leave it like that uh, I put up a picture also of Urban R. Shyster against uh, Razor Ramon 
Uh, this was also when uh, Shawn Michaels was getting back and uh, they had the two uh, titles and who was the real Intercontinental Champion. And thankfully, Razor overcame uh, that one, even with Shawn's interference over Erwin R. Scheister, who we know as the dad of Bray Wyatt. Yes, Proud Pop, I'm sure he is. Uh, Yokozuna, defeat, oh, we already did that one. Brad Hart and Lex Luger co-won the Royal Rumble match, last eliminating each other. Uh, that's right. They replayed the crap out of the finish, uh, showing both Hart and Luger's feet hitting the floor at the same time. Some good timing there. Some Royal Rumble tidbits. Uh, the seven consecutive eliminations for Diesel was the most ever in a single Royal Rumble match until Lesnar in 2020. Um, seven was also the number of men needed to eliminate Mabel. Uh, that was a single elimination record until the 2007 Royal Rumble, where it took eight men to eliminate, eliminate Viscera, a.k.a. Mabel. As a result of there being two Royal Rumble winners, both Lex and Bret Hart would receive championship matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, that was a time once before. Again, uh, once again, you'd see that Lex Luger was all pumped up and look, oh, he's going to go in there, WrestleMania, and... <laughs> yeah, and uh, if it had been a different time, that probably would have ended up being a triple threat match rather than the format that they ended up doing. I totally love the format they did because Brett uh, opened up the show with Owen losing, and then you get uh, Lex against uh, Yoko, and then uh, the... Uh, Brett against Yoko match at the end so that they both had to actually do two matches regardless of uh, which combination of the coin flip that uh, was to happen. But in later years, as I said, it would have been uh, instantly a triple threat. So we would not have gotten that amazing opening match with Brett and Owen. And that was the opening of the show? At WrestleMania, yeah. Okay. I, I remember the match. I just don't remember the timing of when it was. Um, so, intervals when the, uh, the, the Rumble originally started. Uh, this was the first Royal Rumble match to have the first two entrants finish one and two in the match. It only happened once since Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. Yeah, and this one uh, also, the winner was uh, to be accompanied by uh, Pamela Anderson at that's WrestleMania. Right. And that's why this picture has Shawn Michaels. Uh, with Pam Anderson, uh, if you listen to uh, something to wrestle with uh, Bruce Pritchard, they were talking about it uh, one time, and she came in. She was just so, like, all the guys were obviously going towards her and trying to get a peek at her, but she was just really down-to-earth uh, girl at that time. Uh, from what I believe I heard, it, this was before she hooked up with Tommy Lee, and then the next time when she showed up, it was WrestleMania, and her and Tommy Lee were together, and it was almost a totally different woman that was there. And there might have been some sort of interaction also between her and Sean uh, in the real world. And so there were some issues there, but then they ended up getting Jenny McCarthy to go to ringside with Sean, and Pam ended up going out with Diesel that night. But, yeah, it was uh, also the first time that number one, uh, made it and uh, won the whole Royal Rumble. And that was surely exciting. 25 years ago today on Raw, Brad Hart defeated Goldust by submission. It is the first televised loss for Goldust since debuting the previous spring. 
The big news of the show was the television debut of Leon White, best known wrestling fans as Big Van Vader, or simply Vader. Debuting the previous night in the Royal Rumble match, Vader made an immediate impact on this show by attacking Gorilla Monsoon. This was special because back then, in them days, wrestlers rarely have ever physically attacked an on-screen authority figure. Vader was suspended for his actions. Luckily, though, for Vader, he had to get shoulder surgery, so everything worked out for him. 25 years ago today on Nitro, Lex Luger and Sting defeated Harlem Heat to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. In the show's opening match, Macho Man Randy Savage defeated Ric Flair to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 20 years ago today on the 400th episode of Raw is War, Tess defeated William Regal to win the WWF European Championship. Al Snow defeated Raven to win the WWF Hardcore Championship, only to lose it moments later back to Raven. 18 years ago today at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping, Triple X, Loki, and Alex Skipper defeated America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm, to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. And 13 years ago today at an ECW taping in Charlottesville, Chavo Guerrero defeated CM Punk to win the ECW Championship. Now moving on to January 23rd. 37 years ago today in New York City, Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik to win the WWF Championship. Hogan would, of course, go on to be the torchbearer of the WWF. Yeah, I ended up watching uh, the documentary Sheik. Uh, if you can uh, get that, I believe, on Amazon Prime. And he talks about the story with uh, that night. And Vern Gagne even wanted him to uh, screw Vince McMahon over, break Hogan's leg, I believe it was, and uh, go back to the AWA and have the title with him. Uh, it was almost one of the original screw job potentials uh, in the world of wrestling, but uh, Sheik thought better of it and did do the honors and dropped the title to uh, Hogan, which then did start the, the uh, big run of Hulkamania in the WWF uh, years, because Hulkamania did exist in uh, AWA. But uh, yeah, Hulkamania running wild uh, that night and uh, forever changed history. Three plus years later, it, it wasn't until he dropped the title uh, on that uh, Friday night's main event to Andre in the referee screw job. And of course, that's another history lesson. Coming up soon. <clears throat> yes. Um, I'm not sure if I did this one yet, but you'll cut me off if I did. 34 years ago today, the one-man gang defeated Hexaw Jim Duggan in a loser leaves UF, UWF match. And the belt was a way to write off Duggan as he was heading to the WWF, which lost Duggan and Terry Taylor had to vacate their UWF World Tag Team Championships. 26 years ago today on Raw, the Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart, defeated the 1-2-3 Kid and Bob Sparkplug Holly to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. On the same show, Vince McMahon announces that Bam Bam Bigelow was suspended without pay for 30 days after he shoved Lawrence Taylor during the Royal Rumble event. 25 years ago today, WCW held Clash of the Champions 32 from Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. The show was noted for the return of Miss Elizabeth, who was last seen in the WWF in 92, and Woman, who was regularly appearing for ECW, returned to the company. 
Yeah, I was listening. To, I was listening to this week, and uh, Conrad and uh, Bischoff are actually talking about this exact show. Uh, when I was uh, looking up the pictures for uh, this event, I stumbled upon uh, one of the other uh, interesting uh, moments throughout the show, and that was the uh, wedding of Colonel Robert Parker and Sherry. Um, you had everybody at the Little White Chapel in Las Vegas because they did a two-night stint Nitro, and then uh, Tuesday night was uh, this Clash of Champions. And Mean Gene was uh, outside there waiting for everybody. You see the picture with Bunkhouse Buck, who uh, later on played uh, Jack Swagger's uh, father, along with uh, Dick Slater. And Colonel Parker ended up uh, gambling money away and couldn't pay for anything. A lot of it, as I just heard as I finished off the episode for 83 weeks this afternoon, a lot of it was all ad-libbed, and uh, Gene Orkland was just on the uh, money uh, putting out comments. The limo driver or taxi driver was uh, wanting money to pay for uh, Parker's ride, and then you end up getting Sherry there, and Sherry just seemed a little off in my uh, thoughts because she seemed just really drunk, but they also had Parker taking a phone call. She finally got dressed in the limo with her legs hanging out, and uh, you had uh, Jean saying that's probably not the first time she uh, found herself in the back of a uh, car. And then they walk up to the little chapel and she's in this red dress and they're trying to do the uh, vows. And next thing you know, from the, uh, Parker's trailer came uh, Medusa and they start battling each other there. It turns out Parker was uh, cheating on Sherry. Harlem Heat's there and Booker's giving all these uh, interesting uh, looks on his face, and he doesn't really have to say anything for the whole thing. And then when you also look at the history of this Little White Chapel, they did this uh, event, uh, what was this, uh, 95, I believe this uh, event was, or early 96. Yeah, 96, sorry. Uh, this was 96 that this happened. You have um, Triple H and Stephanie when they got married on Raw and she was knocked out, was this exact same place in Las Vegas. And in real life, people like uh, Bruce Pritchard, uh, Jerry Lawler, I think, and uh, Jim Ross all got married at the Little White Chapel. So it has a long history of uh, being involved with uh, wrestling, whether it's WCW, WWE, or real life uh, personalities. Wow, I did not know that. Well, I thank you for sharing. Of course. Some of the matches on that card had Brian Pillman defeat Eddie Guerrero. The boat is noted for Pillman grabbing Bobby Heenan by the jacket. Uh, Heenan was caught sub by surprise and told Pillman off uh, on air. And you hear uh, some swear words there. Uh, Brian would apologize post-show. The WCW debut of both Conan, who defeated Psychosis, to retain, retain the Mexican Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Ric Flair and the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage in the main event. 21 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble MSG 2000. Uh, Taz defeated Kurt Angle by submission. This match uh, was Taz's WWF debut, and it would be the first pinfall or submission loss for Angle. The Hardy Boys, Jeff and Matt Hardy, defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley, 2-1 in an elimination tables match. 
May Young won the Miss Royal Rumble 2000 swimsuit competition or give the crowd a boner portion of the show. She was beautiful. Folks, I don't uh, know about you, but I don't want a boner uh, at a wrestling show, even if it's all women. Well, if there's mud uh, wrestling involved, then we're talking, which I have seen live mud women's mud wrestling. Quite great. Chris Jericho defeated China in Hardcore Holly in a triple threat match to become the undisputed WWF Intercontinental Champion. Triple H defeated Cactus Jack in a street fight to retain the WWF Championship. This is a high-rated match, but the barbed wire spot was terrible. We all saw what the Spanish commentary guy did. It was a bad plant. Um, yeah, not the best. I think, I think they should have just either gone with the real stuff and stuck with it. Or just not use that gimmick. Because when you swap it out, it just looks terrible. And The Rock last eliminated the Big Show to win the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, that one's kind of a little bit uh, suspect. Because you can look back on uh, YouTube and uh, see that Rock actually yeah, landed first and then Big Show. Uh, but that's, I guess, then how they end up uh, correcting things and eventually had that uh, four-way uh, match with uh, Triple H and uh, Foley inserted, even though Foley was supposed to retire after his uh, Hell in a Cell match with uh, Triple H. I believe the reason for that, wasn't it, because Austin and a few others were out, so he kind of stuck around for a while? Yeah, I think so. Um, some of the tidbits from that show, uh, Rikishi eliminated seven men. Uh, 2000 was the last time a woman entered the Rumble match until Beth Phoenix did in 2012. And for the second straight year, no man or woman lasted 30 minutes in the match. 18 years ago today in New York City, John Hannigan and Matt Capitelli. Capitelli. That's it, Capitelli, uh, were announced as the winners of Tough, Tough Enough 3. Hannigan would go on as Johnny Nitro and John Morrison winning the tag team and Intercontinental Championships before being released in November 2012. Uh, Capitelli never made it to the main roster. He would be diagnosed with cancer in 2006 and retire from in-ring competition soon after. They both would make their Raw debuts four days later. 11 years ago today, Jake the Snake Roberts announced via his MySpace account that he would return from professional wrestling. Yeah, MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, what MySpace? I don't I don't even know if it's even active anymore. Uh, today would have been the 85th birthday of Shohei Baba, best known to wrestling fans as the legendary Giant Baba. And we're going to move on now to January 24th. <sighs> 40 years ago today, wrestling legend Orville Brown passes away in Lee's Summit, Missouri. He was 72. 33 years ago today, NWA, in association with Jim Crockett Promotions, presented Bunkhouse Stampede. The show featured the Bunkhouse Stampede Cage Battle Royal, where participants were eliminated either by being thrown out of the cage through the door or over the top of the cage and onto the floor. Ah, oh, man, that would have been great to see. It's yeah, it's probably available on WD Network. I never saw it myself. And, of course... But, but, but it sounds like you can actually throw them from the floor... Or sorry, from the ring to the floor over the cage. 
There's not many guys that are that strong enough to do that to uh, a wrestler unless you get a whole bunch of Mexican wrestlers in there. Quite possible. Uh, like you said, uh, that's one to go back and see. And that's one heck of a big boot that uh, Dusty is holding there. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. I didn't see the picture. I'll put there, it back Oh, up. yeah. Yeah, that's a huge boot. That is a very big boot. Actually, it kind of looks like almost like a Muppet. You could put you could put uh, eyes on it, and it's a snake. Oh, great. So Nikhila Koloff fought Bobby Eaton to a 20-minute time limit draw for the NWA World Television Championship. Larry Zabisco defeated Barry Windham to retain the UWF Western States Championship. And Dusty Rhodes won the Bunkhouse match, giving Rhodes four straight wins in the Bunkhouse Stampede match. There were only four Bunkhouse Stampede bouts ever, and Dusty booked himself to win all four of them. Shocking. Woo! 33 years ago today, WWE presented the first ever Royal Rumble from the Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, Ontario. And we here at TWIW are not counting the 87 Rumble trial match at this time. And I um, also learned that there has been many, many other Royal Rumble matches in the WWF NE over the years. Um, at house shows, uh, uh, they've done anywhere from like four people Rumbles to 11, 12, stuff like that. Uh, I was reading up on it today. A lot of, uh, of rumbles that they've actually done. Anywho, the show's main feature, however, was a contract setting for the WrestleMania 3 rematch between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant to take place on Friday night edition of Saturday night's main event. Dubbed the main event, the match would take place on uh, February 5th. Also of note, Dino Bravo, with help from Jesse Ventura, broke the world bench press record of 715 pounds. He only put a finger on there. Yeah, you know, I know it's here with the help from Jesse. Jesse was there just to make it look legit. He didn't help him with it. Like, come spotting on. Spotting him. That's right, spotting him. Um, at the time of its original airing, the Royal Rumble event was the most watched wrestling show in cable history. Uh, Ricky Steamboat defeated Rick Rude by DQ. The Jumping Bomb Angels, Itsuki Yamazaki and Norio Tatinio, uh, defeated the Glamour Girls, Judy Martin and Lilani, Lilani Kai. Uh, 2 1 in a best of three falls match uh, to win the WWF World's Tag Team Championship. Jim Duggan last eliminated one man gang to win the 18 or 20 man Battle Royal. Uh, sorry, the Royal Rumble match. I think it was 20. 20, yep. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure, so just put a question mark there. Uh, 28 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble 93. The debut of the evening was Giant Gonzalez. WWF actually gave him a crappier gimmick than what he had in WCW. And scared many children and adults, including myself, with his spandex and groin area soul patch. I actually much rather just see... Um, the big show in his WCW um, uh, get-up than, than, than that furry patch. Uh, the former player turned wrestler uh, first uh, act in the WWF was illegally eliminating the taker from the Royal Rumble match. Gonzalez lasted eight and a half months after his TV debut, which is about how tall he was. Shawn Michaels defeated Marty Jannetty to regain the WWF IC belt. 
Bret Hart defeated Razor Ramon to retain the WWF Championship. Yokozuna last eliminated Macho Man Randy Savage to win the Royal Rumble match and the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 9. This was also the debut of the narcissist Lex Luger. Uh, Luger had uh, left WCW in 92-ish, mid-92, after dropping the WCW uh, heavyweight uh, title. But because of contractual obligations, he couldn't actually immediately jump to WWE. So he actually was part of the WBF. And he was supposed to debut uh, World Bible Federation. Ended up with a motorcycle accident. And so he missed out on that. And by the time he was able to come back, the WBF uh, was shut down, shockingly. Mm-hmm. And uh, their association with IcoPro and everything. But uh, he made his uh, first official WWE or WWF uh, appearance uh, at the Royal Rumble with his mirrors and doing the narcissist uh, thing. And Bobby Heenan was about to like have a huge orgasm just for oh, yeah. his, uh, posing. And it's just like, calm down, Bobby. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Luger's uh, first foray into the WWF. And eventually, uh, He'd be part of the slam heard around the world on the intrepid and turned face. Yeah, well, I ignored that because uh, Lex Luger sucks. There you go. Uh, so, uh, some of the Royal Rumble bits. Uh, the big one was at the time of the match, Backlund's 61 minute, 10 second run is the longest anyone lasted in Royal Rumble match. A Backlund run remains the longest by a non winner. 23 years ago today, WCW presented Sold Out, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Juventud Guerrero, Lismark Jr., and Super Calo uh, defeated El Dandy, La Parca, Psychosis, and Silver King. Kevin Nash defeated the Giant late in the bout. Nash about killed the Giant with a botched powerbomb. It was brutal. The Giant would be out for only a month, and Nash's had to ice the back for about three nitros, two thunders, and a house show in paradise. Thankfully, uh, didn't uh, end up pulling a quad, but as you see, yes. how giant is about to fall this way. He got spiked. He uh, did. Yeah, it, it's gross. You can watch it back. Uh, thankfully, it's not as bad as Sid jumping off a uh, middle turnbuckle. Gross, but yeah, oh, that, that's it's awesome. cringeworthy. Uh, Brad Hart defeated Ric Flair in a great match, and Let's Luger defeated Randy Savage in a not-so-great match. 26 years ago today, WWF presented the Royal Rumble, No Chance in the Hell edition, which would have been 1995. Uh, returning full-time to the WWF was Nelson Frazier Jr., a.k.a. Mabel. He was a King of the Ring uh, past winner, but last major belt before his break, he lost to Nash in just eight seconds. So thankfully, Mabel didn't last long as he was kidnapped by the Ministry of Darkness and rechristened Viscera the night uh, uh, on Raw. Ah, Mr. Zazo night. Kidnap fellow wrestlers and change their names and shit. <laughs> uh, X-Pac defeated Gangrel to retain the WWF European Championship. Sable defeated Luna in a strap match to retain the woman's belt. The Rock defeated Mankind in an incredible I Quit match to win the WWF Championship. Hell of a match, just watch Beyond the Mat. Mystic Man 
Man last uh, eliminated Steve Austin to win the Royal Rumble match and a WWF championship match at WrestleMania 15. Some of the tidbits. And this says it's actually the 99 Rumble, so. Yes. Okay, so. 1999 Royal Rumble. All right. So then it's only 21 years ago. There we go. That must have slipped through my uh, eyes as well. Yeah, it slipped through your eyes. That's that's on you, man. It's on you. That is. But, oh, yeah, cool. so 1999, and as you pointed out, uh, check out Beyond the Mat. Mick Foley actually posted a picture of it uh, on his uh, Twitter or Instagram uh, this past week, just uh, memorizing, uh, remembering that event. It's amazing he remembers anything after the, all the unprotected chair shots that he took. Oh, it is. It's brutal. It's it's fun to watch, but it's brutal. Uh, some of the rumble bits. McMahon's uh, one elimination is the lowest number ever scored by a Royal Rumble winner. And China became the first woman to enter the Royal Rumble match. 21 years ago today on Nitro, Sid Vicious defeated Kevin Nash to win the Benoit vacated WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And 17 years ago today, Jack Tunney Jr., the former figurehead, WWF President Jack Tunney died of a heart attack in his sleep at his home in Watertown, Ontario, Canada. He was 68. He was born January 21st, 1935 in Toronto. Uh, Tunney came from a line of wrestling promoters. His father, John Sr. and Uncle Frank, promoted wrestling in the Toronto area along with Toots uh, Mont and Jack Cochran. Pardon me, some pop. Starting in 1930, Jack Wood joined the family business in 1952 and had a hand in promoting many of Toronto's biggest bouts. Following Jack's father, Frank Tunney's death, he and Frank's son, Eddie, would own Maple Leaf Wrestling. Maple Leaf Wrestling would be sold to the WWF after NWA parted ways with them. This would be the start of WWF's stranglehold on Canada and the loss of many promotions in Canada. Tunney would become president of Titan Sports Canada and would serve as the chief WWF promoter for Canadian tours. His crowning achievement was getting WrestleMania 6 to Toronto Skydome. Tunney became the on-screen authority figure for WWF television events, replacing longtime New Japan pro wrestling booker Hashishi Hashishi Shinma. Uh, before today's general managers, we had a president. His last significant appearance uh, was the 94 Royal Rumble event, where he declared both Lex Luger and Bret Hart the winners of the Royal Rumble match. Tunney would be forced out of the WWF, however, in July 1995 after Vince McMahon decided to run Toronto area shows without his involvement going forward. He would retire and disappear from pro wrestling altogether. Two months later, the WWF held their last ever wrestling show in Maple Leaf Gardens, and since Jack Tunney ha held the rights to wrestling shows in the building, WWF would never return to Maple Leaf uh, Gardens, which closed in 99. That really explains why... A lot of the shows were at um, Skydome there, uh, kind of during that time. A oh, bigger venue as well. Well, I, I didn't know that they weren't allowed to have, to have actually a show at Maple Leaf Gardens after that point. That's I find that quite interesting. 
on January, January 24th. It's totally new. Three days after his 68th birthday, Tunney died of a heart attack in his sleep. Sad, he had some demons and no mention of Tunney's death was ever made on WWE programming and no one from WWE attended Tunney's funeral. He was survived by two daughters, his wife, and died of cancer in 1991. Now, moving on to January 25th. 26 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 30 from Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. Harlem Heat, Booker T, and Stevie Ray defeated Stars and Stripes, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, and the Patriot to retain the WCW World Tag Team Championships. Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage defeated Kevin Sullivan and The Butcher. 24 years ago today, WCW presented Sold Out. As this was an NWA pay-per-view, no member of the WCW roster got their theme music played, and NWO referee Nick Patrick officiated all the matches on the show. The show was a stinker. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated six in a ladder match to retain the WCW United States Championship, and Hollywood Hogan and the Giant fought to a no contest for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 22 years ago today on Raw is War, Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett defeated Ken Shamrock and the Big Boss Man to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. McMahon waived his right to challenge uh, for the WWF Championship at WrestleMania and eventually led, led to the St. Valentine's Day Massacre three weeks later. For the record, Austin won and kept his title shot. In the show's main event, The Rock defeated Triple H in an I Quit match to retain the WWF Championship. 21 years ago today at a Thunder taping in Las Vegas, Nevada, WCW Commissioner Kevin Nash strips and vicious of the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and awards it to himself, then puts a page a heat match with himself and Ron Harris and would regain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. See, Hot Potato Wrestling uh, can have the title go to the same person twice in the same rotation. Uh, that... That was an, another one of those huge signs that WCW was going down the shitter when they were doing storylines like that. 17 years ago today, WWE presented Royal Rumble 2004. Batista and Ric Flair defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley in a tables match to retain the World Tag Team Championship. Brock Lesnar defeated Hardcore Holly to retain the WWE Championship, Triple H and Shawn Michaels fought to a draw in a last man standing match for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Chris Benoit last eliminated Big Show to win the Royal Rumble match and a world title match at WrestleMania 20. Some Rumble bits here. Benoit came, uh, became the second man to win from the number one spot since Shawn Michaels did it in 95. Uh, Benoit did last 61 minutes. And Big Show became the first man to finish second in two Rumble matches. And moving on, 12 years ago today, WWE presented Royal Rumble 2009. In a dark match, Jimmy Wang Yang defeated Paul Birchill. Was Paul Birchill a, a pirate? Uh, he may have been the pirate at that time. Yeah, yeah. I remember he was a pirate at one time. Yeah. Uh, Lena defeated Beth Phoenix to win the WWE Women's Championship. Edge defeated Jeff Hardy in a no DQ to win the WWE Championship. And Randy Orton last eliminated Triple H to win the Royal Rumble match. 
Some of the Rumble bits, uh, 15 men remained in the Royal Rumble when the 30th entrance came in. Santino Morella lasted less than a second in the Rumble, a record low. Good for him. Canadian uh, born. Got yep. Canadian content. 34 years ago today, at a WWF Superstars of Wrestling taping, the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, defeated the British Bulldogs to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Game Davis would be stripped of his referee license by President Jack Tunney. And on Piper's Pit, they recorded three important segments. Uh, Andre with Bobby Heenan as his new manager challenges Hogan to a title match and cuts Hogan with his mutant giant nail. And Piper goes for an Oscar here with his concerning, you're, you're bleeding. Segment two uh, had Hogan accept the challenge. And the third segment was Piper's retirement announcement at WrestleMania 3. Hey, you're bleeding. 21 yeah, it was just a really odd uh, part <laughs> in that whole thing. I'm like, um, can I say anything more? It's just like, you're bleeding. And that wasn't even meant to happen and so they're they weren't really good at improving uh at that moment <laughs> and yeah just I, know, I thought it, I, I thought it was i thought it was great but it it seemed it seemed like it was like wow they just went super like dramatic like yeah, i think it, it worked it just was funny and the same though because it was like okay piper was hogan's bitter enemy forever now Piper's kind of a good guy and all that, but it was like, wow, someone just like, oh my God, look what he done to you. It was just, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so 21 years ago today in Tucson, Arizona, Mankind defeated The Rock in an empty arena match to win the WWF Championship. This match was for halftime heat. It aired during halftime of the Super Bowl 31. Plus they also had a commercial during the Super Bowl. 17 years ago today on Raw, Benoit had won the Royal Rumble the previous night and used a loophole against corrupt GM Paul Heyman to switch teams so you get a fair shake over on Raw for Triple H's World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. Seven years ago today, WWE presented yet another Royal Rumble 2014. Uh, this is the Rumble that was a bit of a PR disaster for the WWE because of the fans taking over the show and online barrage of negativity happened less than a month away from the launch of the WWE Network. In a pre-show match, the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, defeated the Brotherhood, Cody Rhodes, and Goldust to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Bray Wyatt defeated Daniel Bryan. Brock Lesnar defeated The Big Show. Randy Orton defeated John Cena to retain the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And Batista last eliminated Roman Reigns to win the Rumble and got booed out of the building. So we were actually there that night because it was Pittsburgh. And uh, trying to uh, go get there, we ended up leaving a day early and uh, stayed in a really not that great of a hotel room in uh, Niagara Falls that was really cold, made our way around the uh, lake and over to uh, Pittsburgh and uh, checked into our hotel across from the street from the uh, arena. Jerry Lawler we ran into as well. Uh, what are your memories of being in Pittsburgh uh, that night? Uh, well, 
I say I really enjoyed Pittsburgh. Um, the roads there are just wild. Uh, the downtown area, um, the the road has been like dropped over the years. Uh, so you actually can see the original entrances for a lot of these places. I was lucky enough to um, uh, everyone uh, went out for, I think, food, dinner or whatever. I went to the casino and I had a, a great uh, tour by a taxi driver and uh, I seen the stadiums. He gave me a whole bunch of the history. Uh, Pittsburgh is actually a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, I really like it. It looks very dirty, but the nature of it and how it's set up or half of it's way up and the other half, half is sunken down. It's, it's, it's really, that's what I remember most about that, that day for me is being in the actual city. Uh, the event was great. The seats were fantastic. Um, we got to see them do the, uh, po the, the pre-show and post-show. They were all up above us and uh, it was just neat to see all that stuff. Yeah, it was uh, my first Royal Rumble and only Royal Rumble, actually. And the way we uh, thankfully had tickets, it was us, the ring, and then the entranceway. So we were, were able to see it all instead of having to turn your head to see who's coming and miss what's going on. Um, I remember uh, people wanting, obviously, Daniel Bryan to be in the uh, Royal Rumble match. And he ended up losing to Bray Wyatt in the opening match. So people thought, oh, okay, he's coming back. He's going to be in there. And he, this is his opportunity. The whole yes movement was going on. And Rey Mysterio came out and got booed out of the building at number 30. And as much as people complained that WD was shoving Ro uh, Roman Reigns down our throats a year later, that night they could have taken advantage of Roman Reigns uh, at that moment because when people realized Ray was out, Daniel Bryan wasn't coming in, Batista was left in the ring, they started cheering for Roman Reigns. It was organic. It was natural. They were able to go, okay, Daniel's not here. Let's pick him because we don't want Batista. And they still obviously went with Batista. We saw what happened eventually with Daniel Bryan going to New Orleans and having to do the opening match and the closing match uh, to claim both belts. But, you know, at the same time, they could have gone with Roman right then and there and seen what happened, and they would have had a new star that way. But in this case, they totally killed the fandom uh, that night, as you said, the fans were taking over. CM Punk ended up walking out the next day uh, due to injuries. He was in there for the longest time. We haven't seen CM Punk in a ring since. Uh, who knows if he's going to be on another episode backstage uh, when they do specials. But, yeah, it was just a really good event, and I enjoyed uh, the drive there. I love driving, and so yeah, it was a really great experience. I'd love to do it again uh, anywhere once we finally can get across the border or to any live show. Yeah, well, as we all know, we're a long way from that. Sadly so, enough. To entertain ourselves and continue with history. Six years ago today, WWE Monday Night Raw is canceled for just the second time in company history. The first time was due to inclement weather. Actually, my uh, favorite Raw moment is when they're um, part of their uh, side part of their 
lights before the screen caught on fire just before uh, they were to let people into the building. I thought that was just awesome. Any hooters? It's a happy 87th birthday for Robert George Euchre or simply Bob Euchre. Uh, Euchre played for five years with four different MLB teams. He's considered one of the best defensive catchers in his time, a career of uh, 0.981 fielding percentage. However, Euchre holds a league record of 10 pass balls despite playing only 50 games and is still in the top 10 for most pass balls in a single season. Despite batting 200 with just 14 home runs and 74 runs battled in during his six-year career, he is a world champion with the 1964 St. Louis Cardinals and hit home run off of future Hall of Famer pitcher Sandy Koufax. He would retire from baseball. You could return to Milwaukee and in 1971 became the play-by-play -play announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers, a position he holds to Still to this day, I believe. No, he's passed away. No, he's still alive. I checked. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's still alive. That's why I, I honestly checked. And if he is dead, then Google's wrong. Um, it was Johnny Carson that gave him the nickname Mr. Baseball. He was in the ring announcer for the WrestleMania three main event between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and appeared as a backstage interviewer for WrestleMania 4 and was choked by Andre very comically in one of my favorite WWE moments. Uh, Bob is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, class of 2010, a member of the National Radio Hall of Fame in 2001, and the National Sportscasters and Sportswriter Association Hall of Fame in 2011, and other awards. Today would have been the 92nd birthday of Frank uh, Jonard de Labac, uh, later changed to uh, Jonard Pierre Sojabloom, uh, but he is best known as legendary broadcaster Gordon, Gordon Sully. A bit of uh, this great broadcaster, he completed military service for the U.S. States Air Force. Sully was a radio uh, disc jockey before transitioning to pro wrestling. In the late 1950s, Sully joined Championship Wrestling uh, from Florida. He was moved into the broadcast booth and would become the promotion's lead announcer. Sully's uh, calm demeanor was comparable to that of famed sportscaster Jim McKay. Uh, Sully conveyed a seriousness to in-ring action, but would throw in his occasional Sullyisms, such as calling suplexes souplays, and would coin the phrase a crimson mask. Sully gained national prominence and exposure that led him to work for promoters in uh, Georgia, Alabama, and Puerto Rico. After um, championship wrestling from Florida folded in 1987, Sully returned to Georgia and joined what would become WCW. In his final days in WCW, he referred to Eric Bischoff as a corporate assassin. Uh, Post-retirement, Sully was diagnosed with throat cancer. Apparently, he smoked as many as four packs of cigarettes a day, and his vocal cords had to be removed. He posthumously was inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2004, the NWA Hall of Fame in 2005, and the WWE Hall of Fame in 2009. In 2005, some of Sully's shortest stories and poetry was published with Gordon Sully, Something Left Behind. A biography of his life, The Sully Chronicles, was released in 2009. So, yeah, just uh, to uh, go backtrack, 
Sure. Thanks Thanks go ahead. Yes, Bob Euchre is still alive, and it does say working presently as a broadcaster for the Brewers. Um, when it comes to uh, Gordon Soley, uh, if you listen to JR's Grill and JR, or even uh, his reading his book, there was uh, some concern with Soley and uh, sobriety, and there was sometimes it was actually at ringside drinking, and they had to find a way of finding a balance between his uh, drinks and broadcasting. And uh, JR kind of babysat him uh, some of the times with uh, being on the air and supplying uh, what would uh, basically soothe him uh, to uh, do uh, the job. Uh, you know, I, I, I like Soli as uh, an announcer. Um, and it's a happy 29th birthday to Mercedes Kashner uh, Varnado, best known to wrestling fans these days as Sasha Banks. January 27th, 117 years ago today, Frank Gotch defeated Tom Jenkins to win the American Heavyweight Championship. 40 years ago today, Rowdy Roddy Piper defeated Ric Flair to win the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. With Dwayne Piper Wood, uh, sorry, Piper had to vacate the NWA World Television Championship had he won from the mass superstar almost three months earlier. 31 years ago today, WWF airs the 25th episode of Saturday Night's main event. The episode was taped January 3rd. Randy Savage defeated Jim Duggan, Hogan, and Ultimate Warrior defeated Mr. Perfect and the Genius. 27 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 26. Ward Stephen Regal and Dustin Rhodes went to a 15-minute time limit draw for the WCW World Television Championship. Cactus Jack and Max Payne defeated the Nasty Boys, Brian Noms and Jerry Sags. Flying Brian defeated Colonel Robert Parker, with the lost Parker was forced to wear a chicken suit to everyone's delight. No, no one really cared about that. Uh, Ric Flair and Sting defeated Rick Rude and Vader in a tag team elimination match. 27 years ago today, on Monday Night Raw, Mr. Perfect defeated Ric Flair in a loser leaves the WWF match. However, that wasn't the last match for Flair on the road with WWF as he stayed until February 10th due to commitments. See, after that Raw match, I always thought, oh man, I wonder what he's thinking in the ring there going, this is my last match here in the WWF. No, it wasn't. Well, TV magic. 25 years ago today in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Raven defeated the Sandman to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. 13 years ago today, WWE makes its high-definition pay-per-view debut with Royal Rumble 2008 from MSG. Edge defeated the uh, Rey Mysterio to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Randy Orton defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the WWE belt. The returning John Cena last eliminated Triple H to win the Royal Rumble match and a championship match of his choosing at WrestleMania 24. Some rumble bits. Uh, Finley was disqualified for entering the match before his number came up. He is believed to be the only man that's ever been DQ'd from the Royal Rumble match. Uh, Zena was the second man to win from number 30. 
Eight years ago today, WWE presented another Rumble 2013. Uh, John Cena last eliminated Ryback to win the Rumble match and a championship match of his choosing. And The Rock defeated CM Punk to win the WWE Championship, which would, of course, set up the whole WrestleMania 29. Uh, this ended CM Punk's World Championship run at 434 days, the longest since Hulk Hogan's four-year run ended in 1988. Mm. Seven year, yes, and seven years ago today in Cleveland, Ohio, Phil Brooks, best known to wrestling fans as CM Punk, took his ball and walks out on WWE prior to that evening's Raw tapings. Thoughts? Yeah, well, like it just said, boo uh, on that one. Uh, it's a shame uh, what happened with uh, CM Punk. I'm a fan of his. I got a couple of his uh, shirts. Uh, we saw basically his last match uh, in Pittsburgh at the uh, Rumble. And then to see everything culminate and then it ended up in lawsuits and speculation where he was going to go. He went to UFC and had two... Uh, fights there, not overly successful, should I say. And then, magically, when uh, yeah, StarCast was happening, uh, he ended up getting a StarCast uh, panel, which was uh, decent and it's available on demand that way on Fight uh, TV. But they thought that he was going to show up at an AEW show, and that didn't happen. Uh, and next thing you know, he's also then one of the commentators for uh, WWE backstage and which people were kind of confused if he's working for WWE or what. Turns out it was a Fox deal, but to this day, people still want uh, CM Punk to be there. Uh, I guess the upside to the pandemic and no fans around, they can't be chanting CM Punk all the time like they had been and uh, taking over shows. But it would be nice if one day he does come back. I uh, saw just recently that uh, somebody asked him about being a part of uh, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, the uh, current video game that's out. And because um, people like Jericho and Sting and them are a uh, downloadable character, if he would be uh, willing to be a part of that, he said yes. But considering his reputation, that's uh, a no. And I kind of liken CM Punk's sort of situation uh, with his problems with the WDE and everything. And a lot of it is also towards Triple H. It's almost as though Triple H and CM Punk are what Vince McMahon and uh, Bruno and a couple others uh, that left and had such animosity. It's going to take somebody else to get CM Punk and Triple H on the same page like Triple H was to Bruno and uh, Vince. So who knows if that will ever happen, if we'll ever see Phil Brooks, CM Punk in the ring again. I don't know. Well, he has lots of time to still think about that because no big shows are happening yet. And we're going to finish with our last day, which is January 28th. And we're going to go back 30 years ago today. WWF taped the final edition of the main event, the announcement of Hogan facing Sgt. Slaughter at WrestleMania 7 for the WWF Championship. On the same taping, uh, three episodes of WWF Superstars were also taped during the session. 
uh, some of the matches and things that happened. Paul Bearer made his TV debut at The Undertaker's new, uh, as the new manager. And uh, that night, when I went to the London Gardens for an event, poof, Paul Bearer was there uh, in one of his first um, management roles on the road. Uh, and uh, Undertaker was going against Slugboat that night. Uh, Hulk Hogan uh, and Tugboat defeated Dino Bravo in Earthquake. Jim Duggan defeated Sergeant Slaughter by DQ in the WWF Championship match. In the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk defeated the Orient Express, Kato and Tanaka. 19 years ago today on Raw, Vince McMahon releases a cancer on the WWF because Flair wouldn't sell him his half of the company back to him. So he would bring in the new world order at the next pay-per-view, No Way Out. Unfortunately, this cancer wasn't very good at its job and it didn't really work. 14 no. years ago today, WWE presented Royal Rumble 2007. Uh, John Zena defeated Umanga a last man standing match to retain the WWE Championship. The Undertaker last eliminated Shawn Michaels to win the Royal Rumble match and the championship match of his choosing at WrestleMania 23. And some fun facts uh, on that Rumble, Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, made his 11th Royal Rumble appearance, including nine in a row. He would end his streak at 13 consecutive Royal Rumbles in 2011. Undertaker became the first man to win the Royal Rumble from the 30 slot. Hey, man, you're, you're bleeding. And so long from the Niagara Falls. There you go. So another uh, deep dive into uh, wrestling history. As I said, very heavy this week on uh, Royal Rumbles, but they're just one of the best uh, events. A lot of people thought, uh, I mean, SummerSlam was their number two show, but really, the granddaddy obviously is WrestleMania, but everything gets kicked off, as I have said for years now, with the road to WrestleMania starting at the Royal Rumble. So it's almost as though if you look at other sports, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania is almost playoff season where uh, they jockey for position to get to WrestleMania by all starts, the first night being the Royal Rumble, and some of the best matches have been there. Um, whether you look back at some of the older uh, episodes of uh, uh, Royal Rumble where some of the opening matches uh, in tag teams were uh, outstanding. You know, uh, we talked at the top of the show with the Hearts against the Quebecers. If it wasn't for the underlining uh, road to get to uh, Owen and Brett, up until that moment, that was a really good match. And then they did the uh, switcheroo there with uh, more storytelling. We saw Rockers against the Orient Express. There was New Foundation against Orient Express other the years. Now, of course, we ignore uh, the Bushwhackers and Rujos that happened at uh, Royal Rumbles and uh, stuff like that. But a lot of good matches happen. And you don't expect it right off the start of the year. And then you have to look back at it and go, oh, yeah, remember that for uh, best matches of the year. But, yeah, I love the Royal Rumble. Uh, I was happy to be in Pittsburgh to see at least one in my lifetime, whether that happens again or not. But it's an experience and a great event. 
So, uh, do you, have anything, you have anything else you'd like to add uh, before we get out of here? Uh, no. Uh, I think the Royal Rumble for me is an event that it, it it's getting a little tiresome, but I, I I don't know. I in a way I like to I would like to see the men and women's match just at the same time. That would be. And men are not allowed to throw out the women. That that's the only stipulation. Uh, I, it would be a, quite the uh, adventure to see that uh, done, or if they do, at least try, at least try like, it. Like WCW did with the w, double ring for war games, where the men have to go one ring, women to the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if one gets tossed in the other ring, well, then hey. <laughs> You're a fair it's game. Yeah, so uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, join us Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. for uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, we just finished up uh, the greatest mid-card champions from NWA, uh, U.S. title, uh, WD, U.S. title, WWF Intercontinental title, and WWE Intercontinental title. And they're going to be culminating uh, later on tonight at the uh, – uh, Scumbags Wrestling Podcast at 8 p.m. And we'll see uh, the final four battle out. You got Lex Luger, MVP, uh, Razor Ramon, and Cody Rhodes all taking on uh, each other in the final four. And that'll be uh, with Stephen O'Neill, Chris Jones, and myself at 8 p.m. on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. And, uh, yeah, so we got three shows going. Uh, this one, uh, Thursdays at noon. Fantasy Warfare Tournament Wednesdays at 6 and Scumbags Wrestling Podcast Thursdays at 8. So we're trying to provide you with uh, enough uh, entertainment and knowledge. We love uh, going deep into history books, as you can tell on this show. And I hope you guys join us and uh, send us some likes. Enjoy us on uh, YouTube and Facebook and wherever you get your podcasts from. Like us, subscribe, and just be a part of the shows. So until next time, have a good one.